this higher education baby learning with no ceilings and we cold chilling and we world building it's a dope feeling this is for the whole village and if you got the will baby you can roll with us once we finish building this bridge you can burn something yeah sick that's sick i like that a lot we're gonna put that right there yeah 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 welcome to the wonderful world of yazi podcast i am your host yazi shout out to anthony bly and mac blair for smack talk productions uh if you watched the last episode not the last episode actually this would be episode five bruh the little ad at the end goes so crazy so shout out to smack talk productions and make sure you pay attention to the little subtleties and all the production thing like this do you see this this is my hands being used isn't that crazy i don't i got it do something with my hands. Is that is, is that on Step Brothers? There's some Will Ferrell movie where it's like, <laughs> Talladega Nights. The Talladega Nights is like, I don't I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't yeah. help. Keep them at your do side. I, do, do, I, do I just do do I just do this? <laughs> no, I think he is on the yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and actually, thank you for mentioning that because I decided instead of having one organic cup uh, recap, I'm gonna extend it. As long as I motherfucking can. We do have the next one coming up in November. That's in November 11th and 12th. Um, that is in uh, right outside of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we changed facilities to make it indoors uh, because uh, it's going to be cold as fuck and snowy up there. So uh, we actually will have round two, but I love to talk about this because we were just up in New York um, at the Organic Cannabis Cup. And shout out to Consigliere Flower. Uh, out of 47 entries, they had 11th uh, as their best placing. I think that's absolutely incredible to compete with uh, the best of the best that um, are in a place to be able to actually freely do it. So shout out to Consigliere Flower for rocking out. Um, but I am going to get to the number, the runner up and the winner. Um, I got the honor to meet both of uh, both of these uh both these companies, uh, but just the multiple people within them, and both of them are fucking quality-ass fucking people. Uh, it was an honor to be able to, you know, just talk cannabis with them, fucking rip some sobs with them. It was really, really a beautiful time. Uh, this one is going to be Jungle Bear Exotics. Uh, Jungle Bear Exotics uh, is, they had, I think, about, 14 or 15 different uh, available strains, and each one was super, super hard to pick from. I left a couple at home um, to save for another time, but this is what was the runner-up. Uh, I uh, smoked a lot of it, and I also donated some to my homies for being such amazing fucking uh, homies. We're, we're going to smoke with you. And oh yeah, and they're ripping it. They're ripping it at the same time. So this is the runner up. This is going to be called Mountain Trop. It has a beautiful, I just dropped a nugget. It has a beautiful, beautiful purple complexion from the genetics. It's frosty as fuck. Absolutely masterful job grown. Give it a whiff. I'm getting a lot of a lot of sweet, sweet limonene. Limonene is gonna be citrus. It's kind of a grapefruit citrus. And then I'm gonna get a light little myrcene. I'm gonna get some gas on that end. It's a 
She's a fucking doozy. They, I understand why this was runner-up. And the great thing about this is I got all this before the winners were announced. And because uh, I do know the best cannabis because my palate is supreme, number one. Uh, Dylon, 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 Dylon. Five times. Sick. <laughs> Five times. And this is the... I'm bringing two in because I actually made a combination. I like to do uh, Kush salads. Because I like to do as many terpenes as possible uh, to whatever medicinal need I need. It's going to fucking feed it. And, uh, whoa, the winner, winner chicken dinner we got from Joya. They um, are out of New York, uh, but they use a lot of um, uh, Hawaiian land race uh, strains and genetics. Uh, they're growing, all these growing methods are going to be completely organic. Um, they do, uh, uh, no-till living pots. Um, so that means no-till living pots means they don't change the soil. They just amend. And this is what this beauty looks like. She is absolutely fucking gorgeous. I, this one is called Super Boof. The winner is Super Boof. <laughs> And I love the name of it. It's absolutely frosty as fuck. I'm loving, loving the light color. All of them are clever names, though. Mountain Chop is good. Mountain Chop is great. Mountain Chop is great. I, I, I even said the same thing. Super Boof. And super Boof! Because normally Boof is garbage. Mm -hmm. But this is, it's, it's a hilarious take. Terps on that is also just going to be high, high, high limonene. That's really what I'm getting, and I've already smoked a little bit of this before. Uh, not today, but uh, at the cup. And it is an energy fucking booster. That's why it's one of my favorite. It is not going to fucking put you down whatsoever. Uh, so that's just a quick run of that. I'm actually going to bring in uh, later on some homies to smoke with me and do some terp breakdown. So I'm excited about that. Um, but in the meantime... Y'all know what time it is. It's time to smoke something with your boy. I am not going to bring my piece up because I've been shredding this motherfucker. Because as you can see, the reason why I don't have pants is because we've had technical difficulties. And we <laughs> have just been fucking chugging through them. And we found a really cool option. And I've been chugging through some bong rips while I've been waiting. <laughs> and I am not going to show you this dirty ass piece because I have a little bit of thing called pride. All right. But if you do want to see it, fuck uh, it, episode five. Come on, a full come, absolutely. There's, a, I, that's how perfect. You get to see what it looks like after it's shredded. But imagine how that looks on episode five, but like with like four extra hits. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to my dude Zach Meezy, Zameezy Mall dude down in Austin, Texas. Because he gave us this wonderful, wonderful chant before we smoked this awesome, awesome medicine. Uh, I don't, I'm pretty sure I brought this up in an episode. I did. I don't remember which one, but we'll do a rerun. He says, Noana but a Maldu. Noana but a Maldu means no one other than Maldu. And it just is molded together in the language that he created. So you say, Noana. After we do our three, two, one countdown, and then we smoke some weed. So we go three, uh, two, 
a one, a no one, uh, and then we take our rip, and it's cool because that out breath, you want to keep that out, and then you use everything else to take it in. It's a science to this. All right. Three, a two, a one, no one. Wonderful. That was a nice quick one. Whew. I'm actually going to keep that out of the sight. Wonderful. Ooh, I can do this with the smoke now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an man, I'm an airbender in this motherfucker. I got the cat over here fucking playing with this smoke. Shout out to <laughs> Lil Mac. So, alrighty. We wanted to smoke and get the moods up first because we are about to talk about trauma. In particular, art school trauma. Yay! So, I'm not going to bore y'all because what I plan to do with this, um, I'm going to have my general take on things that I saw and things that I was involved in. Um, and then I want to have people just like uh, the bar series. I want to have people come on and talk about their experiences. I want to have people talk about their art school experiences, whether it be the same school that I went to or whether it be a uh, fucking art school in college. Because what I understand is that all art schools have this really kind of damaging effect on artists a lot of the time. Uh, so shit, let's fucking let's dive in. So I went to I'm not going to name the school because I don't want to get fucking sued because some of these teachers still work there and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But anyway, uh, I went to this art school in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I went from 7th grade to 12th grade. And uh, I went for, initially, for drama and vocal music. I could never sing very well. I could always uh, carry a tune and fake it just enough. And I was theatrical enough that I was able to uh, get into a musical in my first year. Uh, I'm not going to say that musical because that'll blow the whole cover and we can't blow the cover. But during that musical, I met so many fucking amazing, amazing, beautiful ass people who were really, really good examples um, of adults, um, like right in front of my face. There's also people who were complete assholes to me because I was such a crazy ass kid and they were not with the nonsense. But now that I really uh, I like love with all my heart now today. So, the really cool like synopsis. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll start with the synopsis and then tell you the story because I think that's a that's a fun way. Uh, the synopsis is the reason why so many of us who go to art schools, uh, particularly us, the one we went to, is not just it was only a hundred to hundred and twenty kids per class. It was we didn't understand that our home lives were so traumatic. But as well, our school life was traumatic over the bullshit that the, all the administration was doing. Um, we had no choice but to band together um, as traumatized children. And we trauma bonded like a motherfucker. And those relationships are going to last the rest of our lives. Like We are truly like a gang cult family because of the 
accumulation of experiences that we had to go through together. Um, it's fucked up, but it's awesome. Shout out to all my, uh, I'm an art school fan. Not gonna name the school, but you know what it is. Shout out all of y'all, y'all my family. Um, so, seventh grade, right? I had a great year fucking artistically because I'm a new kid. They don't know me yet. Um, but I built up a reputation for being talkative because I am. I'm, obviously, I'm on a fucking podcast so I can do something with my goddamn talking because I'll just talk forever if you let me. And that obviously is a problem in school. Um, and so in seventh grade, my uh, drama teacher, uh, they didn't really express a big problem with it. Um, but in the musical uh, that I was in, I would get in trouble all the time and I just wouldn't understand because I'd be like, well, who am I talking to? I'm not talking to myself. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm talking to this person and this person. The only thing about me my whole life is that I've always had a volume issue. Always talk loud. Something that I've been trying to get better on. But I've always thought it was crazy that the person that just talks the loudest is the one that always gets the fucking full brunt when it's the motherfucking right next to me talking with me, not paying attention as well. And then I think it's crazy for adults to put on children to say, hey, you're disrupting. <laughs> you're the problem. Uh, obviously, I'm not being nourished well enough, and it's up to you as the administrator and director to make sure I'm properly nourished that I'm not doing what you don't want me to do. It's very simple. It is very simple. You have to take the time to meet the child where they are be like, all right, can we can we come to an agreement of respect? Never was approached with that agreement of respect already written off as talking, not paying attention, all this bullshit. So, boom, that reason that's important is because we're going to move on to eighth grade. And I was my uh, the director told me uh, she didn't tell me this yet. Actually, I can't I can't speed up yet. But I wasn't in the musical that year. And it was because of my actions in the previous one. And it was crazy because they wasted my fucking time because I made it to callbacks. And literally when I made it to callbacks, motherfuckers were like, yeah, we would love your energy in there. But we don't know if, 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 you, if you talking is going to be an issue. And I'm like welling up with tears. Like, no, it won't be. And I'm like, we can't trust that. I'm like, damn, I'm 13 years old. It's like, all right, well, why the fuck did you even call me back? What the? Like, you're already mind-fucking me. Already manipulating me. So then, shout out to Mr. fucking Caesar. I love Mr. Caesar with all my motherfucking heart. We're going to have to bleep that out. But shout out to him because he literally, uh, he was the fourth grade drama teacher. And that's important because he had to teach bad black children mostly and he never had an issue with them never do you know why because he was a black man and he understood us and so he cast me in this play and he was like i'm not gonna have any issues right and i was like what issues he was like that's what i like to hear and it was just that simple when i would 
when I would get to talking, he'd be like, Zeke, I'd move myself because I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm going to talk to Tyreek. He wouldn't have to move me. I would move myself because I had that level of respect for him because he had that respect for me. And when he talked to me and looked at me in my eyes like a human being, and if he wasn't happy with my actions, he would discuss them with me like a human fucking being. We had a true, true human-to-human -human relationship. He did not demean me. He was not trying to manipulate me. He was trying to get the best up out of me because he fucked with me. At, and that's what it's just supposed to be. And so I also was cast. Now we're going to go to next, to the ninth grade. Now ninth grade was the year where that was the last time that I was in a performance at Performing Arts. Yes, I'm watching Sonic the Hedgehog 2 while this is uh, on because uh, I am ADHD and I think it's fun to have fucking random ass shit on in the background. <laughs> and it's also fun to me to like break away a little bit from talking about wild shit to be like, <laughs> in this funny. But anyway, ninth grade is mad, mad important because this is when I quit. Not quit school, but I quit fucking trying. Because this is something that I believe is the craziest shit that you could ever fucking say, ever to a child. So ninth grade, I'm 14. My birthday's in May, so I'm a late, late, uh, late uh, ager. So I don't turn like the age that you like. You're 15 in ninth grade. I don't turn that until the last fucking month of the school year. And so I'm 14 years old. And I guess I'm like talking in class or something. And the teacher of the drama class is also the director for the musicals. And she's also the teacher for musical theater. And she says to me in front of all my peers, and this is exactly why you will never be in any of my musicals. In front of all my peers. I'm just sitting there embarrassed as fuck, so I lash out. That's... That's that's my trauma response. I'm like, I don't want to be in your dumbass, lame-ass musicals anyway. Leave. Get out of my class. I don't care. I do care, and I'm fucking hurt and devastated that your grown ass would embarrass me like that in front of everybody. And now you're telling me to my face and in front of everybody, it doesn't matter how hard I try and how talented I may be, you will never give me a chance. So what's the point of trying? There is no point. So I gave that uh, my last uh, play that I did with Mr. Caesar because he did the seventh to ninth grade play, and he cast me in a bigger role. Um, I actually I played I can say this I played Hectate. That's that's a good. One. It was fun. He did some like role reversal shit. It was fucking dope, and it was amazing how much he believed in me. And I actually this is where I will hold myself accountable. I'm not gonna act like. For one second, I was not a wild-ass kid. Let's not ever get that twisted. I don't want to be like, oh, these teachers were being to me. Nah, I was wildin'. I was fucking wildin'. Because, first off, my home life was crazy. I didn't under You don't understand how crazy your home life is when you're a child. It's just your normal. But when you get away from that, you might carry on some things that are a little bit wild. And... That's exactly what I was doing. I was just carrying on the bullshit that I fucking saw and knew. And one of the things that I did during <laughs> during the ninth grade play was I'm playing. No, this is eighth grade. 
I'm playing flag football outside, or we're playing uh, football outside, like during play during uh, lunch, and we're playing tackle, and the security tells us, stop tackling. If you next person that tackles, like you're going to the office. I'm like, all right, whatever. So we stop for a little bit. As soon as they stop looking, we get right back to the tackling. Our team is getting devastated, utterly obliterated, and I'm mad competitive, and I just can't take the loss. So. I'm running QB, and I, I call the huddle. I'm like, hey, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to pitch the ball back to me, and I'm going to pull my pants down, and I'm just going to have my ass out, and they're not going to tackle me. Who wants to tackle somebody with their ass out? Genius idea to me. It's a genius idea. I'm like, we need points. We need them now. I'm about to get them by any means necessary. fights as well. Right? That's one of the fucking – Funnier Kevin Hart bits. I don't think Kevin Hart stand-up is very funny. I think his movies are actually pretty decent. But that's one of his more funny stand-ups where he's like, fight a, fight a dude with his, with his dick out. He's like, uh, dick touching me. Like, no, that shit is actually, you're not, you're not doing that. No. My dick was not out. Only my ass was out. So I go, I scored a touchdown. I'm like, all right, y'all, all we got to do is play some defense. Let's just play some fucking defense. We don't end up playing good defense. They end up scoring again. I'm losing my shit. I'm like, all right, run the same play. So we're running the fucking play. And immediately, see? Because all the security guards know me. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So my pants aren't down at this point. So I'm running. I'm like, I'm instantly snitching. I'm like, everybody's tackling. Why are you calling me out? Why am I always the one to be called out? And they're like, Nah, it's not because of that. Go to the office. I'm like, what? I'm confused. I'm seriously confused. So I go to the office. I'm like, everybody's out there tackling. What's, what, what are we talking about? She's like, the principal who is the vice principal who is the fucking devil. Oh, I hate you. You're the devil. She has this evil fucking smile. I'm like, you know you're in trouble, right? I'm like, what? My fucking science teacher in eighth grade. She fucking saw me through the window and went down to the office and snitched on me. This was during the performances of the play. So they were trying, she was trying to send me to alternative school suspension for this. For five days, which means I would have missed all of the performances. I luckily have a white mother and she went full, full Karen on her. And I had to, I didn't understand at the time, but she struck fear in her. But if I was another fuck, if I had a different mother who didn't understand the system and who did not strike fear in her, I would have been fucked. I luckily just got one ISS in school suspension, which I had to miss uh, some in-school performances. I was fucking pissed and devastated fucking being in the goddamn ISS room like, I'm hearing fucking all the kids from the buses in the schools and I always want to perform and flex for the other schools coming in to see us and I'm just, I'm up there, salty. But I deserved punishment. I didn't deserve a fucking goddamn getting alternative school. That's bullshit. I definitely deserve the ISS. I can totally take that, that. The, the reason they were like, there's children around, there's fourth graders around. I'm like, oh, I totally didn't think, like, 
Like in my head, I'm like, I'm a child too. I'm, but there, no, nah, that's a different, that's a different child. That's a different child. You gotta fucking chill out, bruh. Chill out. So I was very, 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 uh, that's a one level of accountability. So now we're gonna move on to 10th grade. And 10th grade uh, is when we started having back-to-back -back, uh, bells or classes of, uh, of our arts classes. And so that's where uh, that teacher, he also uh, would let people know in the class um, how not dedicated I was all the time and how he would never uh, have me in his shows because I care more about chatting than I do about theater. This dude is a fucking goddamn dick. He did say one thing really cool to me that I'm going to say later, and I always like to give credit. Um, but uh, the other credit, I, will, I learned a lot about uh, theory. I learned about, a lot about Meisner, Stanislavski. Um, I learned uh, theater terms. I learned center stage, backstage. I learned um, absolutely an incredible amount of things, so I'm very gracious for the knowledge that I got. Uh, the way that I was personally treated, I feel like because I didn't go and eat lunch with him and suck his dick, um, proverbially, proverbially, um, that I had, uh, was not particularly casted in things. And that was the actual reason because there's a nice group of people that were known as like the problem kids in the class, right? And arguably the most talented in the class but we're never given opportunities because you're associating classroom behavior with performance and that's not how the real world works. So they're not even, the teachers aren't even operating in real world. They're uh, just going for ego of children. They want to be looked up to as these prominent people by children. And they will do nasty manipulation things as in the people that will go and spend their fucking lunch bills with them. We'll be like, damn, it's weird you're in the show now. Like, I'm not finna go eat lunch on my fucking teacher. You got me fucked up. I'm about to go and play basketball during fucking lunch. You have a different experience because my family was teachers, so we would always go to their rooms and shit. Like, any See, that's, their, that's your yeah. people's, though. Them teachers ain't my peoples. I don't know y'all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know y'all. Uh, like, but they, and, but they were the teachers that had students that were coming and like uh, exactly. Well, we were drama kids and stuff, but we were a super small program, so I have a much different experience than you do. See, exactly. I feel like in your instance, since it's not an art school, those are the only kids like that there. Yeah. So you're of course you're gonna go and build community and try yeah, to. We we all of us are weirdo people. arts kids, and we're always interacting with one another. And so it's a completely, completely, like, like you said, it's a different experience. And so 11th grade is what really, really fucking pissed me off because uh, the teacher, we weren't the nicest to her. We, we would laugh when we shouldn't be laughing at certain things. Um, it wasn't very nice of us, some of the things we said about her. But she would also just kind of, like, just not understand how to work with us and she uh was the one that led drama ensemble and she was the one that pushed me to audition and was like yeah just audition and we'll, we'll figure it out for you so i auditioned and she's like you're just your behavior in class just 
I don't think I can trust you in that. And I literally like broke down in tears. Like I'm not like that's I'm like that in class because I'm bored. Like I'm just getting off like all my other classes. Like this is for me to be free and cut loose. Like, what do you mean? Shout out to Tribe Foundation. Every last Sunday of the month, we have a Tribe Drive, the official Tribe Drive. It is located at Piot Park, right across the street from the Cincinnati Library. It's where we have a uh, needs party for anybody who needs uh, food, hygiene, goods, uh, shoes, uh, or just uh, people to show that they care about them. Um, and that's every last Sunday of the month. That's presented by the Tribe Foundation. Uh, we are always open to donations. We need uh, blankets, clothes, uh, any types of food sources that you have, uh, any donations that you possibly have. Just reach out to the Tribe Foundation website. Uh, we would appreciate it greatly. And that's the Tribe Drive every last Sunday of the month. Welcome back to the wonderful world of Yazzie Podcast. Where we left off, we were talking about our 11th grade experience and drama ensemble. So, during drama ensemble, uh, I was uh, led to be to audition, and I auditioned, and I was not omitted because of my classroom behavior. And I even cried and didn't understand because I was like, I promise, you know, I'm not gonna be like that. I'm, I'm just bored. I have a lot of energy. Like, I just need something to do with my energy. And like, that was, that was just the actual honest truth. That wasn't no bullshit. That was just the truth. And no, no chance whatsoever. And so in my head, I'm like, it's 11th grade, not getting in drama ensemble. Didn't get in the fucking major drama play. I don't give a fuck about none of this shit no more. Y'all have killed my passion for this and it's absolutely insane and then senior year I don't really count that because it was a wash the only moment that I will count my personal senior year is when you have to audition uh, for the um, plays it's like mandatory and so in order to graduate I had to audition for the uh, play and I didn't take any fucking time to memorize it. I'm trying to memorize that motherfucker before. Like, I, my life was in shambles. I'm, like, getting in and out, kicked out of the fucking house. Like, this is the last fucking shit I, I give a fuck about. And so I get up and I try to fucking recite it. And I just fucking break down in tears. And then the, the teacher that I had in 10th grade, the director, he's like, when are you going to wake up and smell the roses? And I was like, I do. And he was like, no, no, no. When are you going to wake up and smell the roses of, of what you can do? I was like, I do. He was like, you don't. Please leave the theater. And just sobbing. I'm like, all right. And as I'm walking, I'm getting myself together. Because I don't want my fucking peers to see that I just fucking broke goddamn down. Because I'm going through such fucking a tumultuous time in life. And then compounded by that. Which, again, accountability. I did not come to that prepared. Whether whatever issues I had going on, I was not prepared, and so I have to be accountable for not being prepared for an audition. And uh, what the words they say to you when you are removed from an audition for not being prepared—I mean, that's that's just the truth. Um, but I also understand you're a fucking teacher, and you should see when a child breaks down like that, 
kind of maybe help a little more than just saying, when are you going to smell the fucking roses? I don't know what that means at that time. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? What are you talking about? You talking about flowers, man? What are you talking about? <laughs> and so, uh, the reason why I actually fuck with that later in life is because uh, now I actually have smelled the roses and it was really just understanding my own capabilities and what I can do uh, with the talents that I've been bestowed with. Um, when am I going to walk into who I am? When am I going to step into me? Uh, and I think that's a ridiculous fucking goddamn question to ask a 17-year-old. I don't care if they got they shit together. They got the best family life ever. Motherfucker's 17 goddamn years old. They don't know goddamn shit. <laughs> you feel like you do. You don't know goddamn shit. And so, uh, that advice was of really no use until even later in life. It wasn't of use because I was, this is something I was naturally going to do. I was destined to do. And uh, that concludes my personal, personal uh, just experience of not sucking teachers' dicks and not having uh, the same opportunities as a bunch of my peers um, that I know for a fact that I was better than. Um, I'm not saying that was everybody because there were some fucking goons like Keith Leak. Keith Leak won Corbett's. Corbett, we'll blank that out. He won this award um, for uh, like the best like acting performance in the class, and I was hating at first. I was like, what the? When I saw it, I was like, oh, nah. Mm -mm. He shut that shit down. So he like got roles and stuff, but there was a lot of people that did not get roles that they should have gotten, and uh, it was clearly just favoritism, just favoritism. So what they're teaching you is that as long as I'm your favorite and you appease to me, then you will have access to at least a role. If not, you can work as hard as you want, but if you're your own person, and it's not the type of person that's for me, you will never gain access no matter how talented you are. That's the lesson that they, they try to teach. Now, I'm going to get into just a little bit of things that I saw, and this will perfectly segue me uh, into bringing guests. I have them sit on my right side. Or I actually might have them sit on my left side so I can pass the ditch upon the left-hand side and keep it. Nah, but then when they pass me... I want them to pass me the ditchy to the left-hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, these are the things that I saw. So, uh, we'll start off with vocal music. Vocal music was a wild place. It was a wild place because the reason I know this, uh, these things is because I was in health class my senior year and I would skip it all the time because it was taught by the stupid gym teacher and I didn't give a fuck about that shit and I went and skipped and I went to musical theater the just musical theater class and they let me in there she totally allowed me and knew that I was skipping health and did not care and promoted me being there because her students wanted me there now the thing about these students is they would uh, be allowed to party at her house. Classic drama teacher shit. 
with this vocal. Because two of her fucking daughters went to the school. And she would let all of her friends come over, which are her students, and go over there and just get absolutely wasted. Children. And so this is the thing. It's cool to me to have a parent that has a safe space for children to experience it. But I also understand uh, you have a different responsibility depending on what you choose to do with your life. So if you decide to be around children all the time, I don't think, I think you omitted kind of the right to have kids at your house party and I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Now your own kids that may go to your school, those are your own kids. That's, let your kids get fun. Don't invite not one of their friends that goes to that school. At least have them go to a fucking different school. But it is crazy to have students that are 13, 14 years old getting blacked the fuck out and then going to school and class the next day. And now you have to, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. <laughs> ho. Look, I agree it's inappropriate, but if anybody's going to teach like my future kids how to drink, <laughs> it's going to be people that did a full four years of college. They trained themselves to do this. See, and that, that you know, do like, you, <laughs> you know who I learned how to drink from? My grandparents. Come on, now they know how to fucking drink. I don't drink no more, but when I drink, I drink. My family knows how to drink. That's who I learned from. Oh, never, like, you always learn from your family. You learn so much about life from teachers anyways. Like You say you say you, you say pour up pour up Miss Thompson. <laughs> that's not a teacher. That's oh, not a teacher. Okay, okay, okay. That's not a teacher. That's that that one doesn't have to be. So that is to me just when you just choose to do certain things in life. Like for for instance for me I delve so much into mushrooms and cannabis that if I were ever bestowed the responsibility of having to watch over children, guess what? All that shit is never going to be nowhere near on my person. Not because I think it's wrong for it to be around children. I think it's wrong to put that on children without every single one of those parents' consent and them knowing exactly what their child is being exposed to. I am a true believer in that. So I don't feel like having that conversation. So I'm just not going to bring the shit around you. There's not going to be no, ooh, ooh, Mr. Yazzie smell funny. It's never going to be none of that. It's not. It's just not going to be present in your life or you're not going to know that even exists with me. Because now I understand that's a responsibility that I have bestowed upon me now because I'm dealing with kids. So, in essence, it's cool, cool teacher fucking letting us get fucked up in it. No, that's craziness. Because now that's leading to true ladders of inequity. Because now them people that got fucked up at, the, at that house, how come they're now getting the, the, the prime fucking spots in the choirs? The ones that are able to go and fly to Italy and go to Disneyland and all this shit. It's... It's pretty, there's people who are there and those people are pretty matched up. Now, the next thing that I saw, this is uh, incredibly, incredibly nasty. So I'm not going to say exactly. I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to have to just touch around. It's, <laughs> you'll understand why I just chuckled at that because it's very inappropriate. Just touch around as easily as I can. So 
the dance department was a sick department. Sick department. When I was in seventh grade, I had this girlfriend, right? And I had to console her because a teacher told her she was getting too fat to be the role for, for a, 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 a dance. So she comes crying and I'm like, oh, what, what's wrong? And do you know what she told this 12-year-old girl? That you need to go and get some cotton balls and put some peanut butter on them and eat them. This is a real quote that was actually promoted to several, if not all, of the dancers when they were getting too fat. They would promote them eating fucking ranch dressing cotton balls. This is real life. I'm talking about like 12 to 18 year olds. This is this is the verbiage. This is the language. This is when I, I don't know what's, what's happened now. This is when I went to this place, right? So, not just that, there are male dance teachers that I'm pretty sure are still there that happen to teach a bunch of young men and as young men have them over their homes and then when now you see them as adults they're kind of still around them in a weird kind of way I'm not going to say exactly because I ain't trying to get sued but it looks and smells of really at the very super minimum grooming of young men and boys to be crafted exactly to how you want them to when they get to of age. The dance department was a dark, dark department. I have a lot of these stories because most of my girlfriends uh, were all dancers and so I had to deal with dancer trauma on the other end of what they had to deal with. Didn't understand that's what it was, but that's what it was. The final one that I'm going to touch on of things that I saw with something positive. Start off on something positive. And it taught me something about real life. And I want to shout out, and we can say, we can't even say this name, but we let's rhyme it. Mr. Smiley. We gonna call him Mr. Smiley. And it's funny, cause the nigga ain't never smile. So it's hilarious. But RIP, I love you. You are, were an amazing fucking influence on my life. But he would allow us to go and walk out that front door and skip school. If we went to this breakfast spot and either got him a Coke or a burger. <laughs> and the burgers was just five dollars. And if you didn't come back with a Coke or a burger or both, he is going to call up to the office and say, yep, I just had one come in and you're fucked. I've seen it happen. He taught something real valuable about life. If you have an agreement with someone and that person is trustworthy, that is the whole point of life, is agreements. And it don't matter what bullshit you might be doing as long as it's not crazy foul. I can, I can not look. It's easy for me not to see. But if you don't come up on your part of the agreement, my eyes could not be more wide open. And that is a very valuable lesson. Very valuable lesson. It really, really taught me truly that if I want to get away with the bullshit that I want to get away with, there's a fucking cost. And that is a true fucking lesson. If you want to get away with bullshit, 
You have to understand there is a price that is not cheap to break the law. It is not cheap to break rules. Breaking the rules is expensive. You have to understand how to do that shit properly. And once you pay that cost properly, you can really get away with whatever you want. So shout out to Mr. Smiley for fucking teaching me that valuable ass lesson amongst a litany of others. Just a fountain of fucking wealth and knowledge and what an amazing library and really, really tragic library that we lost. And so I really fuck with you and appreciate you for being one of the real, real shining moments in that, uh, in that school. Next time I talk, I am going to talk about the good teachers that I had because I'm not just going to get dark. And I'm also going to probably bring somebody to talk about their particular major with me since I got lightly into drama. I'm also going to bring someone who into drama who did not have the same experience as me because I also understand I'm a baby and I'm a hater. So I understand that my view of a lot of things could have been from a very, very tunnel vision view and I would like to get a well-rounded view. So that's all I got. Shout out to motherfucking Smack Talk Productions for fucking getting us together. We have fucking rocked this episode out. I hope it wasn't too heavy. I hope the couple of breaks in between kind of gave people time to breathe on the bullshit. Um, yeah, I love y'all. Shout out to Jay Hill for the fucking official Yai, A Wonderful World of Yazi theme song. Get into this shit right now. Let's get it. That was tight.